Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast! Welcome to episode 10, the final. In the beginning, there were 12. Now, there are three. Welcome to our coverage of this final, of this great and epic season. Before we get into our recap, I just want to make a quick note that even though this is Big Off's final episode of the season, we at the Quick Mix Podcast will have one more episode for you. Our next episode will be our Biggie Awards, where we give out awards such as Most Fashionable Baker, which baker should have made it further, which baker made it further than they should have. Most improved baker, favorite opening bits, and so on. You could kind of already guess some of these if you've been paying attention to the show, but tune in and find out if you're right. So, um, episode starts, and there's no intro. Did you catch that? I did. Yeah. I How was, would you rank this intro? I was wondering <laughs> if this was your favorite intro. <laughs> I'd say somewhere in the middle. Um... <laughs> Yeah. So no intro actually right into is the show. than some of the intros we've had. I would say so. <laughs> All right. I think we know which ones those are. <laughs> we do get some narration from Noah as the bakers enter the tent. He says the 2021 final is like no other. For the first time ever, each of our finalists have won two Hollywood handshakes. That's the thing now that you measure. And also been awarded Star Baker two times. It's never been this close before. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the producers engineered this. Is our uh, that's what we're thinking, right? I feel like we'll talk about it, but I feel like it backfired on them. On the producers? Yeah, yeah I think so too. They were trying to make it like a really close final. I, I think they were also trying to get rid of some of the repercussions of earlier in the season when it was deemed to be a two horse race. That's true. Right? But they went too far. Yeah. They went too far. Yeah. <laughs> we missed you, Jorgen. We miss you, buddy. Next, uh, Matt summarizes, like, oh, we get some summaries of the bakers. So first off, Matt summarizes Giuseppe. He says, from the beginning, Giuseppe's eye for elegant precision and consistently shunning Italian, or cons- consistently stunning Italian influence recipes marked him out for greatness. Then we hear from Giuseppe. He says, I don't have any special strategy for the final. I'm trying to leave it as a standard baking day with no extra pressure. As far as I can, at least. Do you think that's a good strategy? Just pretending like it's any other baking day? I think so. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. You don't let the pressure get to you. Yeah. Then No summarizes Christelle. He says, Christelle has delivered some of this year's most beautiful bakes. And coupled with incredible flavors from a Goen family recipe book, she's peaked at precisely the right time. But she's the only finalist yet to win a technical challenge. Dot, 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 dot. Okay. Storyline. As, so. <laughs> as soon as I heard that, I thought about how you have a secret ability to know what's going to happen the second time you watch it. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm kind of like a psychic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that immediately popped into my mind, and I thought, well, we know what's going to happen here. <laughs> right? Was it too obvious? It was her storyline that she needed to win a technical challenge. It was too obvious, though. I don't know if they put this, like, 
narration after the episode was filmed. Mm-hmm. But it's like they're really like showcasing this Christelle not being good at technical things. Yeah, we're gonna find out. Christelle says maybe maybe today's the day I nail a technical challenge. <laughs> dot dot dot. There is no room for error, even if it's a case of you just overbeat your batter by like one fold. There's Ma- no room for error. Mathematically, this is her best shot, right? She has a thirty-three and one-third percent chance of getting. A technical? The t- winning the technical, yeah. Yeah, I guess that would make sense if it was like a lottery. Stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they just pick someone <laughs> randomly to win the technical. Matt summarizes Chiggs. He says Chiggs is one of the least experienced bakers to ever reach a final, but you wouldn't know it. Learning more with each passing week, his quarter and semifinal bakes were among the best in this year's competition. So Chiggs' storyline is, I'm new. Watch me learn and go. Would you say so? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Chick says, I've been an underdog throughout the whole thing, in my opinion, that is. It's imperative to have a good start today to build that confidence and settle the nerves a bit. Hmm. So, we get storylines for all the bakers. Giuseppe is good at using Italian flavors. Cristal needs to win a technical. And Chick's is good at learning. (laughs) Now we get into the signature bake. Let's. All right, for their last signature bake, the bakers are tasked with making an exquisitely decorated carrot cake. The sponge consists of complementary flavors and textures in the form of fillings and decorations. No, also jokes that Bugs Bunny will swim in later to be a guest judge. Uh-huh. What's up, Doc? <clears throat> That's a bad person. Can you do an impression of Bugs Bunny? No, I don't think I can top that one. What's up, Doc? <laughs> I can't. Okay. I think it's getting... It's getting worse. Uh. Maybe. One more time? Um, watch up, Doc. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> the bakers get two hours and 15 minutes for this challenge. Prue says anyone would think a carrot cake is so simple and easy, but we want something really special and different. Paul says we're looking for inventiveness. We want the carrot to be the hero, but we want to see other highly decorated elements being added to it as well. Two and a quarter hours. Sounds like a lot of time, but the thing is, you cannot put cream cheese frosting onto a warm cake because the whole thing would just slide and melt and look like a mess. Hmm. Dot, dot, dot. A lot of dot, dot, dot for voting statements here. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, First up is uh, Chiggs, our sales manager. He is making a take-two carrot cake, which features a star anise-infused pineapple jam. Chiggs tell us this is his second time making a carrot cake. His first time was in the practice tent. So basically, this is the only carrot cake he's ever made. He also tells the judges he saw a YouTube video on how to make tiny, bitty, bitty carrots. Mm-hmm. I looked up this video. Well, I looked up the, the video that was showing you how to do this, and it was pretty cool. What's the process? You just keep having the carrot? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and finding the right carrots. Uh, Prue asks him how much carrot he will have in the batter, and Chig says 900 grams, <laughs> to which Prue looks concerned. Okay. So right off the bat, would you take that cue as in, I need to back off on the carrot? I would, because it's kind of a hint from Prue. Right? She was like, nope, no, that's too much carrot, dude. Yeah, yeah. Chig's did not back off. He did not. He did not. No. Mm. Because this is the final episode, we kind of get clips from all the bakers um, um, like, or interacting with their family. 
So in Chiggs' clip, he calls his family and congratulate him on all that he's achieved on 1.5 years of baking. Only 1.5. They also tell him that they are very proud of him, that his dad would be proud of him too. We learn that Chiggs lost his father when he was 12 years old, so he's lived to take every opportunity he can. He's not going to wait for things to happen. He's just going to do it. Nike. No, that part didn't. <laughs> just do it, Chiggs. Uh, the reason he came to Bake Off was to make amazing memories, which I would say he already fulfilled that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. His nephew kissed his iPhone camera to wish him good luck, which was cute. During judging, Prue says that she likes the baby carrots. Paul says that his cake looks nice and loves the pipework. However, after tasting it, they say it tastes a bit solid. There was too much carrot that released too much water in the batter. They said the pineapple works well. However, they, they expect a little stodge from carrot cake. But this one was rubbery. So I think Jacob's plan of using way too much carrots kind of backfired here. Yeah. He should have taken Prue's hints. Are they allowed to do that? Or when they, because they're allowed to improvise, right? They can yeah. change things up. Yeah. I've seen it where like Paul asks like a question mm-hmm. and then they like tell him and he just looks really angry and then they like change the recipe. But sometimes that too can backfire. Oh, okay. Because like you've practiced your bake before and all the like the ratios and the quantities. You, you know what it's going to be like. But like if Paul like suddenly hints at something and you like, it kind of can, it can mess the whole thing up. Mm-hmm. And then you don't really know what you're getting into. So it's a little scary to do that. But it is something you should consider that happens. So during the exchange with, with Chiggs, do you think, and Prue, do you think that he could have said, like, I'm going to put in, how much was it? 900? 900 grams. 900, so do you think he could have said, like, you know, I'm thinking of putting in 900 grams. And then Prue kind of gives that look, right? I don't think he can say that. And then he says, I mean, like, 800 grams <laughs> and then like keep, keep <laughs> saying it until you get the look of approval that's a solid strategy i would have done you that. Know, 500 grams yes <laughs> 500 grams of carrot <laughs> that that might work out yeah that would have helped him out in this case yeah all right so up next we have christelle our client relationship manager and she is making pistachio cardamom and orange carrot with cake. miso I... <laughs> no just kidding christelle doesn't get to use miso again i'm kind of sad but but maybe she should have. <laughs> Miso and carrot, hmm. So, Christelle's making a four-layer carrot cake decorated with pistachio and mascarpone icing topped with pistachio perline. Yep. She tells us that she does not have a family recipe for this one, as we've seen in several of her bakes. She's had family recipes or things that have been passed down, right? Mm-hmm. She tells us that she would not have had the confidence to apply for this show if it was not for her family. And as you mentioned, we get to see a little bit of her family as well. But she's talking about that she's had a couple of turning points in her life. One was when she was very young and teachers called her the class clown. She said they hated her (laughs) and that she was an absolute terror. Was she? Do you think she was like Christelle comedy hour in the classroom and the teachers were like, these jokes are just not funny. It's hard. It's kind of hard for me to believe it. We get the idea that she's very loud, though. Yeah. <laughs> based on true. some of the comments from previous episodes. Yeah. Right. Yep. So apparently, after that, her parents sat her down and told her that she needs to sort her life out. That's that really were, harsh. That they are not going to spoon feed her, and she needs to work hard. 
That's harsh for a kid, but it yeah. sounded like it really worked. This was like what, age one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we also learned that her second turning point was this, which I'm assuming she meant Bake Off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, right? Not this carrot cake. Yeah. <laughs> During the live call, her family is all there, her parents and her sisters, which I believe are Curl and Chanel. They all rhyme, right? Yep. We learned that they basically made her apply. Uh-huh. And then we hear that um, her granddad would be looking down at her from above with the biggest smile on his face. And they tell her that no matter what happens, she has made them the proudest family in the world. Very heartwarming. So it was a nice touching moment. Yep. Class clown, Christelle. <laughs> yep. Yep. A new look for her. So during judging, her carrot cake looked good until it didn't. Yep. That's what happens. <laughs> so she had a couple of dowels in it, but it just was not holding up, right? Yeah. During the actual judging, judging part, Paul said that he would not have made it that high. By stacking it, you retain the heat and you get some movement. Mm -hmm. So due to the four layers, it just did not cool off in time and it was getting a little wonky, yeah? Yeah, it was kind of cleaning, right? Yeah, shout out to Tom. The <laughs> <gravity> <laughs> said that it doesn't say to her carrot cake, but she thinks that when they open it up, it'll be different. During tasting, she says, mmm, she loves the flavor. Paul says, you've got cardamom, pistachio, and orange, and together, it's a really nice flavor. Mm -hmm. Prue says that you do taste all of them. Paul says, you do taste all of them. <laughs> it's well balanced, <laughs> but it's not the best thing she's done. I want to say, for some reason in this episode, normally the judges are very good at talking one at a time. Yeah. But for some reason, during this episode, that was not... They were like talking over each other? Yeah, it was not as well yeah. done. Yeah, I don't know. But anyhow, medium judgment for Christelle. So, yeah, so Chiggs was pretty mixed too. Yeah. I think Chiggs might have been a little worse because his kick was like... So right robbery. now you feel like Chiggs is behind? Yeah, just slightly because they both had mixed reviews. Or is the mixed review just a cover-up for... We don't want you to know how we really feel about these cakes. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Next, we have Giuseppe, our chief engineer. He is making a Torta Camilla carrot cake, which is an orange zest infused carrot cake. The key element here is a fig jam with walnuts. And this will all be decorated with a light orange cream cheese icing, candied walnuts, and fresh figs. Giuseppe loves his orange. He's been using a lot of orange lately. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all, all layers of orange. Yeah. Giuseppe jokes that he's giving his big a Mediterranean Italian twist for a change. And all the judges <laughs> laugh because he's been doing that the whole season. Well, that's his storyline and he's sticking to it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a storyline? Is that he likes certain flavors? Well, he's good with Italian stuff, right? That's true. That's, yeah. that's kind of like his thing. Paul says he loves the idea of the fig. Giuseppe also does a weird thing and he kind of gambles by instead of baking like separate layers into his cake. He picks one big cake and he's like, yeah, I'm going to slice it into three different layers. Yeah, that cutter he was using was interesting. Yeah. It like a hanger. That's a, the only drawback I see from this is that if you do that, yeah. it takes longer for your cake to cool and also bake. Right. Because like you're doing one big old block instead. If like it was separate, it would like cook faster and it would also cool faster. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the strategy of why he did that. Maybe save him time. 
he had three layers, right? Yeah, three layers. It was just one kick that he cut into three layers. Was Chicks two layers or three? I think Chicks is three. Yeah, three, well. three. Okay. And Crystal had four. four. Yeah, she she was uh, getting the extra credit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in the little clip that we see of him and his family, he says baking is in his family DNA. And it's also the main discussion at family gatherings. Who's bringing desserts? How did they do it? And how does it taste? I'd be kind of scared if I were in Giuseppe's family and I was bringing dessert. <laughs> it's there... a whole family of like chefs, right? Yeah. yeah. There's literally a family of chefs. So like if I were to bring dessert there, man, I, I'm i going to buy some really nice cookies. <laughs> do you think they do like a judging? Like they'll be like, Q, please bring your dessert up to the table. <laughs> so that your auntie can taste it. Yeah. <laughs> That would be funny. I mean, I mean, that would prepare him for Bake Off, right? Yeah. You're like stodgy. <laughs> this is stodgy. <laughs> You're only ready. five, but you, you have to do better. Rough and ready, Q. <laughs> no, more finesse. We need more finesse. Yeah. Here. All right, well, you go off to kindergarten. <laughs> so we learned that his dad was a baker by passion and that every Sunday his dad would put up a nice dessert after a meal. And Giuseppe is passing down the tradition. He wants to do the same with his kids. Giuseppe's parents also wish him infinite luck. And his dad tells Giuseppe that he's a better bacon or a better baker than him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Giuseppe's dad tells Giuseppe that he's a better bacon than Giuseppe <laughs> is. No, better bacon than he is. But Giuseppe's like, that's a lie. However, during this whole exchange, Giuseppe is holding back tears. During judging, uh, right away, the judges can tell something is wrong with Giuseppe's cake. Because just as Paul described in the like the intro of this challenge, is that you shouldn't put on the frosting when the cake is hot or mm. else it will melt. Mm-hmm. And Giuseppe kind of ran out of time at the end, and he had to do that. So his cake looked kind of melted. <laughs> like the frosting was, it was kind of like dripping off. Yeah. Yeah, not, not a good look. Uh, Giuseppe says the cake wasn't cold enough when it was put together. Prue, however, when she tasted it, she said the cake is absolutely delicious. However, the texture is very soft. And they say that the texture was soft because the cake was warm at the end. And when they put the other ingredients on and the frosting, it made it soft. Mm-hmm. Paul says, it makes you think, it is, is it underbaked? Is it stodgy? It's not. It's just that you've got the cream cheese and you got the jam. And it's soaking in a warm cake. Mm. So... Uh, despite that, both judges agreed that it tastes great, but the presentation and the texture were lacking. So pretty mixed on Giuseppe too. Yeah, timing was it? Is- timing has been an issue for him. Yeah, like just the last couple episodes, it's been an issue for him. Also, no one can do more in a minute than him. <laughs> yeah, he was like he was always rushing at the last. Like they're like you have one minute, and it's always like just one minute of Giuseppe doing stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and other makers are probably like just like chilling or something. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Giuseppe's doing the most. So after this round, how do you feel that they're ranked? I don't know. That's the thing. It's really hard because Giuseppe's cake tasted great, but it was soft because it was warm when you put on the frosting and cream cheese and the jam. Mm-hmm. I would say Christelle, Giuseppe, Chiggs. Hmm. What, what do you think? Yeah, it's tough to say. I could, ag- I could agree to that. Christelle, 
Giuseppe chicks. Yeah, but I would say like a very thin margin. Oh yeah, it could be like between them, right? Yeah, and like Paul might have it a different order than Prue has. This is also the opposite of the previous week where we saw three handshakes. Yeah, for these three bakers. Yeah. Now they're like three mediocres. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. After uh, the segment, we get to hear from some, some of the bakers. Giuseppe says, The look of the cake wasn't particularly stunning, but I'm glad they managed to see through that. <laughs> Purcell says, The fact that I made my least nice looking cake on the final is probably not the most fortunate thing. And Chig says, The thing is, nobody smashed it. Everybody got some feedback. It's not a tragedy. It's not finished. Dot, dot, dot. Mm. And then we get on with the technical. Let's. All right. So for this week's technical, Matt says, you must be devastated that this is your last technical challenge. Christelle, my thoughts are very much with you. That was, that was, what did you think of that? Was that funny? Or was it like... I don't know. I kind of took it as a storyline reinforcer from the yeah, top of the show where they so said, Christelle has never won a technical. I think it's funny when we watch the episode and watch it again. Yeah. But if it went differently, it wouldn't have been funny. <laughs> right. Uh, Matt looked out here that things went a certain way. Yeah. No spoilers. Okay. So this week, the technical <laughs> is set by Paul. He says, you're going to have to use your baking knowledge on this one. What? Because they've taken out <laughs> most of the method. Oh, yeah. That part's funny, though. Yeah. Yeah. So our bakers are tasked to make 12 Belgian buns. The Belgian buns must be filled with sultanas, which are sort of like grapes. I had to look that up. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and lemon curd. They have two and one half hours to complete this. And right away... We see some chuckling because on the sheet of paper, which has the instructions or the recipe, it has two, <laughs> I think it actually has three lines, but it's two lines on. The first one has like the temperature that the yeah. oven should be, but the actual how to make it is two lines. Yep. So line one is make Belgian buns filled with lemon curd and sultanas. Number two is pipe icing in a zigzag pattern over the top and finish with a with half a glacé cherry, candy cherry. And that yeah. was it. Yep. It's basically like make this thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Paul and Prue kind of talk about it, but the ultimate challenge is going to be, what do they do when they have the dough? Because they all should know how to make dough. Uh -huh. What do they do when they have the curd? Because they should all be able to make a lemon curd. But does anyone know <laughs> what this thing looks like? So that's the big challenge. Yeah. And it seems like none of them know what it looks like. I think they kind of got like a little hint from Matt at one point. Wait, say it again? People on the, the internet said that they got a hint from Matt when he kind of described it as like kind of a cinnamon oh, roll. Oh, cinnamon roll, right, yeah. right. And they're like, oh, thanks, Matt. Thanks so now the they know that to, to make it into like a yeah. spirally bun. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, we did hear a couple of them say that. I didn't catch that they may have been tipped off directly by Matt, but that could be possible. Mm -hmm. So a couple funny things happened during this round. Noel does a really good movie promo voice about Giuseppe. Yeah. <laughs> I can't recreate that, but it sounded no, really good. No, I can't do it. It sounded really good. I'm not going to try. <laughs> yeah. 
Another thing that was kind of good was Matt called Paul Paul Veggie Wood in reference to the recipe. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. That was funny. Yeah. So let's get to our results in last place. Is that harsh when there's only three of them? Yeah, I, mean, I guess it's Because we can't yeah. say they all finished in the top three. That's pretty good, right? I mean, technically they did, but they, they also did. all finished in the bottom three. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So in third, Giuseppe. Mm-hmm. He admittedly said he had no idea what they looked like. But during judging, Paul said that he overbaked them massively. Yeah. Drew said, mm, overbaked. They're very technically neatly done. The icing is perfect. The shape is lovely. Everything except that they've been in the oven too long. That's such a pity because this is the final. <laughs> <laughs> and then Paul said something, but I don't know what it was because his mouth was full. So I'm not sure what he said. <laughs> but at the ending, we hear their main thing was this thing was just massively overbaked. Paul repeated that again. And that it could have been number one apart from the color. So classic to how Giuseppe bakes, it looked immaculate. Like it looked basically yep. how it was supposed to. It just was overbaked. A, kind of like a darker brown and yeah. not the texture that it was supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, in number two, and I'll explain why I think it's surprising. Surprisingly, number two is Chigs. So he, when he created them, rolled his the opposite way. Yeah. So they're sort of smaller and taller. I if thought he would makes... get last place when I saw him. Yeah. I was like, oh, Chiggs, that does not look like what they were making. <laughs> yeah. When we were kind of, or when I was watching it, I was kind of thinking automatically, ooh, that's not going to, that's yeah. not going to work. Because the other two had done it basically correctly. Yeah. But I guess because Giuseppe's ended up being so massively overbaked mm-hmm. that Chiggs ended up in second. During judging, Paul did say that they're too small, too high, they're cut too thick. Prue said that they're a bit too chewy and too solid. Mm-hmm. And then Paul said that the dough may have been too thick again. And then they sort of kept talking over one another, and I'm not sure <laughs> either of them completed a sentence until at the very end I heard Paul said, so it should have had spirals. Yeah. <laughs> at the very end, Prue said that, that uh, that's what you should have been rolling up. And she actually, I believe, held up Giuseppe's as a sample. Like, this is what it should have looked like. But Giuseppe did worse than Chase. But yeah, but... <laughs> Not that color, right? Yeah, not the, yeah, the color. So any guesses to who finally won their first technical? Achievement unlocked, Christelle. Christelle. <laughs> so Christelle, we learned, has done a cinnamon bun before, which mm. may have helped. Yep. Paul said that they aren't too bad. Prue says that they're a little <laughs> uneven, but the icing is a bit erratic, which is also True sort of. of Christelle. Right. Yeah. Paul says the colors are pretty uniform. Prue says, mmm, good lemon curd. Paul says they taste all right. Prue says they think they're very nice. Mm. So at the very end, Paul says that the color is good. The roll is good. Well done. At the very end, we hear from our three bakers. Christelle says that she cannot believe that she came in first <laughs> in a technical challenge in the final. Very good. It just took her 10 weeks, but she got there. Giuseppe says that it's very disappointing. Although baking is something at this point, at this stage, that you should know better. Not really something we would expect from him, right? No, I didn't expect him to get last place in technical. Especially because it... It looked okay. We, we got the feeling that he was really 
watching it bake in the oven too yeah so they for, showed them yeah so for the fact that it had over baking that much was a surprise and we hear from chicks she said he said sucking by the skin of his teeth he said have a gotta have an amazing day tomorrow for the showstopper he's done it before can he do it again at the final it's not asking too much is he and he says he doesn't make things easy for himself that's his problem <laughs> mm, interesting two rounds down you had Christelle ahead in your first right. round. This round, Christelle. Is in the, I think she's in the lead. First here. again. So she's in the lead. Yeah. So we actually get a round table after Technical. Yeah. Before the showstopper. And Prue says, surprise, it's all going down to the showstopper. And Paul says very clearly, which I think is very interesting because he doesn't normally do this. Right. Christelle is slightly ahead of Giuseppe, who is slightly ahead of Chiggs. Yeah. They tell us who is, they tell us the order going into the showstopper, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And then Paul's like, what was Giuseppe doing in the technical? And I was like, ah, I was kind of distracting him. <laughs> <laughs> and then Prue says that Christelle has been progressing. However, if Chig produce, if Chig's produces a banger, he might garner a shout. Which I don't know what that means. But mm. <laughs> I was like, he's still in it. So yeah, we get a clear order from the judges where everybody's at going into the showstopper. So based on that, that means that Giuseppe must have been well ahead during the signature above Chiggs. It's, it right? sounds like it, yeah. Because like, Giuseppe like mathematically got based on the explanation. If they were weighted evenly, yeah. then Giuseppe was way better off than Chiggs in the signature. Right. But clearly Christelle's ahead of everybody at yep. this point. And then we get into the showstopper bake. Let's do it. All right, for the final showstopper challenge, the bakers are tasked with making a Mad Hatter tea party display with sweet and savory afternoon tea treats, showcasing at least four different baking disciplines. The bakers get four and a half hours. Prue says, we should have a feeling that this is Alice in Wonderland. It's all an illusion. We want some of that craziness. I want to see the perfect bakes, amazing decoration, and a whole display that trans transports us into Wonderland. Paul says, we want at least four diff different disciplines of baking. A little bit of sweet, a bit of savory, to find that balance. There's an element of juggling. We want to see the oven full. So one, straight after another. If you got an empty oven, for me, something's wrong. Get everything baked as quickly as possible, then you can cool and decorate. First up is Chiggs. He's making a party treats Mad Hatter display. He has a centerpiece made of cake flavored with orange curd that kind of looks like a Cheshire cat. He also has playing cards made from uh, jammy biscuits. And the jam is flavored with strawberry, elderflower, and black pepper. He has some uh, pocket watch pies, which are flavored with chicken and mushroom. And finally, he has toadstools made from brioche. And they're filled with like a lemon-lime creme pat. Paul asked him if he will have enough time um, since brioche needs time to rise. And Chiggs is like, I hope I do. <laughs> what else can you say to that? During judging, Matt helps Chiggs carry his display to the front because it is massive. The judges say that they are overall very impressed with the look and he's gotten the Mad Hatter tea party very well. Paul says the shoe buns look good and interesting. And Prue says, it looks surreal in a good way. Um, they bite into the chicken, which has sweet leek. The chicken, sweet leek, and mushroom pies. 
and they say it's very nice pastry and delicious. Then they try the brioche, which they say is nice and sweet with just the right level of sweetness. And finally, the shortbread biscuits that are carved, they say are charming. And after tasting, they say it's very good. Paul says the jam is excellent. However, he's not getting elderflower or black pepper. Uh-oh. I think Paul gets kind of annoyed when, like, you describe that there's flavors in this, but there aren't. <laughs> right, 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 right. So that, that, that might have been the biggest issue they had with Chiggs' uh, display. They tried the orange cake, and the judges say it's delicious. The sponge is good. And overall, a very nice cake. Crew says, overall, you've done a good job. Well done, Chicks. I think he did pretty good here. It's just that Paul couldn't get some of the, the flavors that he described. Do you think that Chiggs made a tactical error here when... So when Paul was tasting the bacon, he couldn't taste the flavor. And then Chiggs asked him, are you getting the pepper? Yeah, he did. He did bring that up. Yeah. And Paul's like, no. Right. Or the other, other flower. Right. Cause like chicks just be quiet. <laughs> right, <laughs> that was that you was, what I was leading to. Yeah. Like, yeah, unless you know for sure that Paul's gonna say I got yeah. the pepper, <laughs> maybe yeah. you shouldn't talk about the pepper, right? <laughs> maybe you should not. Maybe you should just smile and nod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah overall, chicks did pretty good. I don't know if it was enough to like. Well, I think we'll talk about it later. Let's okay. talk about that later. <laughs> Aesthetically, amongst the three, for me, I thought his was the least pleasing. Because the other two did pretty well with their decorations. Yeah. And I think that it was the, the Cheshire cat that just didn't quite come together for me. Mm, yeah. And that was basically like the centerpiece, you know? Yeah, that's true. So. And the, the playing cards are cool. Yeah, those are really cool. <laughs> those are cool. I didn't know they had edible markers. I hope they're edible. Well, not the marker, but the actual <laughs> stuff that comes out of the marker. I hope that's edible too. <laughs> he, he used a Sharpie. <laughs> Permanent Sharpie. Yeah. All right. Up next, we have Christelle. She's making a crazy tea party. It's going to feature a focaccia clock with garlic and za'atar in it. Chickpea curry filled mad hatter pies shaped like hats. Cardamom and pistachio toad school. Toad school? Toad school. <laughs> That's stool. where frogs go to school. <laughs> Toad school, like in Mario. Oh, yeah, or that. Yeah. Toad school. I can't say it. Toad stool. <laughs> Toad like, stool. Just like Mario. Right. His little buddy that has a hat. It's right. like a mushroom. And Yoshi biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> it's a me, Mario. Yeah. And chai sponge talking sunflowers. So she tells us that these are all of her favorite flavors and all of the things that she enjoys making, which I think is a good strategy, especially in the final. You yeah. would enjoy making the things that you like. Make the things you want to eat. Yeah, right? Yep. So prior to judging, <laughs> I don't, she asked Noel for, well, Noel ends up helping her carry up the bake, mm -hmm. which to me, I don't like, I, you just know that Noel can't do anything seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was good. And I, we heart Noel. I was just waiting for some comedy to come happen when. You thought he was going to like pretend to like trip and fall or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he kind of did throw some things in there. Like, where, like, where are we going with, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. true. But that would probably stress me out in the moment. <laughs> like, like, shut up, Noel. Just help me carry this to the front. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he did a good job. He, he did, did a good job. job. He, they yeah. got it to the table. 
All right, so doing judging, Paul said that it looks quite impressive. It's colorful. Prue said that she likes the little sunflowers with their faces. It looked like one of them had a happy face and the other one was frowning. Yeah, Wasn't I mean, it? the whole range of emotions, right? <laughs> yeah. None of them were talking, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so during the caramel pistachio toad stool biscuits, <laughs> which we now have brown butter, I think she called them like lano coatings. Yeah. <laughs> Something like uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Paul says it's very fudge-like, isn't it? It's got a lovely balance of flavor with the spices in there. Prue says it's delicious. And regarding the chai sp- sponge talking sunflowers with cream cheese frosting, Prue says the cake is really delicious. It's very soft. Paul says that the chai comes through beautifully. And then a word that I can't understand. And then the cream cheese with the cream cheese that blends nicely together. It sounded like he said coolant. Like in your car? Yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't quite make it out. Paul does like working on cars, apparently. Oh, okay. He's like the UK Jay Leno. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. So, so far, so good. Mm-hmm. Regarding the chickpea and potato curry-filled Mad Hatter pies, Prue says that it's very nice curry in the middle. It's quite solid, but she really likes it. And then she clarifies she absolutely loves it. <laughs> Paul says, that's going curry. It's delicious. It's got a lovely kick to it as well. To which Prue says, okay, that's three out of four. Ooh, for voting, dot, dot, dot. And then we have the focaccia with the za'atar, garlic, and honey. Which, unfortunately, we find out is raw and inedible. During judging, Prue says that this is not recognizable as focaccia. Paul says, that's raw dough. What has she done that is actually raw and even asks, has it been in the oven? It's got no rise on it at all. It's inedible. Prue says, that's a pity. Paul says he's never seen anything like it. But then at the end, Paul says, overall, the flavors on on what she did try or what they did try was very good. So (laughs) one of the elements of the four, they did not even get to eat. Yeah, it was going so well for Christelle before this, but once this happened, you could kind of see, you could kind of see her, like her hopes and dreams just like just go away. <laughs> like, you could see Christelle just being like really hard on herself about this, and I think at this point she's like, "I'm not gonna win this. I was in the lead, but I'm not gonna win this," which is really sad to see it all go away on a raw focaccia. That was pretty sad for her. <laughs> I mean, you can't have raw stuff in the final and win. It was really bizarre how that actually turned out. Yeah, because was like her oven not working or something? It was just... I'm not sure. When she was making the dough, it did look pretty wet. Mm -hmm. But you would think that would, you know... Yeah. It would bake out. Yeah. I mean, it looked... It looked like she had never made it before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's something like where you've just never made it before, and yeah. you, it was so bizarre. It was bizarre, and it was raw, weird, right? Yeah, it was really weird, and she was shocked by it, and the judges were shocked, and I think she like remarks on it later. Like, I don't know what happened with that. Yeah, it's almost like it was. It was just unbelievable, really, that it turned out like that bad. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I just, I was just sad to see it happen. 
So at that time, basically, are you saying to yourself, well, it's down to two people? Yeah. yeah. You can't have something that's like inedible in the like, show summer bake. Even and though she came off. in. Yeah, even yeah. though she came in with the lead, this was just inexcusable, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <sighs> so sad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we have Giuseppe next. He is making a What is the Hatter with me Mad Hatter display. Say that 10 times fast. <laughs> Do it. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> what is the Hatter with me Mad Hatter display? Okay, anyway. <laughs> That's one. <laughs> That's only one time. Oh, okay. It contains a giant tear and share brioche mushroom, mango and passion fruit panna cottas, orange and fig heart-shaped muffins, and an asparagus and pea-filled shoe caterpillar. Uh, Giuseppe, as always, finishes just on time. <laughs> like, right at the end, he's, like, still doing stuff. He's doing the most. He almost forgot the caterpillar head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then after he finishes, he hugs Christelle and Chiggs, and then that was a kind of a nice moment. Where they all congratulate each other on finishing Bake Off. Darren Judging Paul says that, overall, his display looks simple and effective. I was like, simple, Paul? It doesn't look simple to me, but... Maybe he was looking for certain elements. Uh, Paul said the caterpillar shoe buns should have been bigger. <laughs> <laughs> After he eats the caterpillar shoe, the judges say it is delicious. Pooh does say that it got a little soft, which is kind of a pity. Mm. And it's just because he made it a while ago, I guess. Next, they bite into the chocolate centerpiece, and they say it's quite complicated. Very Italian in flavor. The bread is very crispy and lovely. Then they tried the orange and fig heart-shaped muffins. The judges say these are very cute, soft, juicy, and have a lovely flavor to them. And then they get to the passion and mango fruit panna cottas. Paul, after like eating it, he says, this is delicious and stunning. Prue says, it is the most perfect texture for a panna cotta. Paul says, I'm taking it away with me. You did very well. Thanks very much. And he keeps eating it. <laughs> and finally, they kind of summarize Giuseppe. They said they like the shoe buns, they love the heart cakes, and the panna cotta is bliss. So I was like, they really love that panna cotta. This is good for Giuseppe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny that the thing that they liked most in his bake was something that wasn't baked. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have had something on top, right? Yeah, I think it was like topped with like a little, uh, what was it? Uh, like a some sort of twill or something yeah oh yeah like a little biscuits <clears throat> but the, the part that they loved was the right yeah that was the afterthought <laughs> the curd the mango curd um yeah so they really love that panna cotta so that kind of ends the show supper round we hear from all the bakers Christelle says obviously I focus on the negatives right there was a big fat negative in there I'm just baffled how the hell did that happen to the focaccia are we allowed to say that no can you believe it out later? No. <laughs> um, that was a quote, right? Yeah, that was a quote from me. Yeah, then it's okay. Okay. <laughs> Giuseppe says, I feel confused. Pretty much everyone had very good comments. Something that didn't quite meet the expectations of the judges also. So Giuseppe is saying that everybody kind of had a mixed, um, mixed reveal. Even though I think Chiggs had not that much of a mixed reveal. They said everything he, he did was pretty good. Hmm. Chuck said, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous. I've been waiting all this time now. Ten weeks. I want to know the results now. So then we go into the show, or the round table. 
The final the second round table. showstopper. <laughs> it was so close. It was they all needed Fikashi, to have. They needed to have. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they're gonna do a technical on Focaccia. So um, Matt asks Paul and Prue if Christel could still win this. To which Paul says, "It's got complicated because she's dropped because of the Fakashia being raw." So just clear. They're just clearly saying it. That Fakashia is going to lose Christelle the championship. I almost want to watch it again just to see if we could sort of spot what happened. I tried to watch it, but they you? don't really show much of it. Yeah, not, it wasn't enough, right? Yeah. To, to actually... They didn't show a producer going there and switching it out with Raw Fakashia. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That would have been tragic. Yeah. No says, I could see her heart sink then. And then Paul says, so Chiggs has come from the outside. <laughs> and Noel says, you were very impressed with Chiggs. And then Matt says, you were also very impressed with Giuseppe. And Paul says, yeah, but when it came to this, or uh, Matt says, but when it came to this, and he points to the panna cotta, you couldn't stop eating it. And Prue kind of jokes, we don't want to rush into picking someone. We're going to sit down, have some cups of tea, maybe some glasses of wine. See you tomorrow, folks. That's okay, right? They all laugh because they're not allowed to do that. <laughs> they, need to, they need to know today because there's a picnic outside going on. So we get to the final decision. Um, Before you announce. Yeah. Oh, who do we think was going to take it? Well, yeah, we could talk about that. Yeah. So you had picked. I thought it was Giuseppe. And I probably picked everybody but ended up with Chiggs. Correct. Right. I think they were in contention. At yeah. the end there. When you were watching this, who did you think was going to take it? I... Let me put it this way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We knew, we knew Crystal was out. Yeah, Crystal right? was out. Fakashia. We're all Fakashia. But the whole two days could have been completely eliminated and we would have known who had won. Because... Only one of the three bakers kissed Mr. Spatula. That's right. To which Noel had promised, if you kiss Mr. Spatula, you will win. That's correct. Only one of the bakers <laughs> did it. Yeah. That baker won. Correct. So all of the baking was all for naught. Yeah. This show just be called the great Mr. Spatula off or something. Kiss, kiss off. <laughs> kiss off. <laughs> <laughs> kissing Mr. Spatula. That's true. I forgot to mention that. That was like one of my funniest moments. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, so with that being said, I thought, I, I actually thought it was Chiggs. You thought it was Chiggs? I did. I did not think it was Chiggs. I thought it was Giuseppe. Based on the episode, like based on the bakes, what's your criteria? Or based on just how you knew the show was going to go? <laughs> I, just, I just kept thinking about the panna cotta. They just were so in love with that panna cotta. Oh, okay. And like, overall, Chiggs a showstopper. They judged. It felt like he got like a pretty good on everything. Yeah. But there was like not one thing that blew them away. Yeah. However, Giuseppe did get last in the technical, which I was like giving me doubts about it. Except for the fact that during the round table, they had Giuseppe ahead of Chiggs. Yeah, anyway. even after, the t- after he got last in technical. Anyway. Yeah. So with that being said, and then Christelle unfortunately took herself out. I, I, I could totally, if I was like just looking at the show, show as the whole season and everything together, yeah. I, I would say Giuseppe was going to yeah, win. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
But it's possible. You're right. They really did like that. And only one person kissed Mr. Spatula. Based on that alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I logged on to Reddit after watching the episode. And half the comments about this episode were about Mr. Spatula. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, they should have kissed Mr. Spatula. All of them. But yeah. Everybody enjoyed that. So instead of telling us who won, tell us who kissed Mr. Spatula. Mm. Um, hmm. Let me get there. I'll get there. Okay. All right, so before Matt's announces the winner, he thinks all the staff working at the hotel where they stayed, especially the staff cleaning Paul Hollywood's room. Just kidding. <laughs> I imagine they would have to, right? Where do they stay? Where do they stay? They stay at a hotel in near the, the big off tent. Yeah. They don't stay in the tent. That would be terrible. Oh, okay. They stay in a hotel right next to the tent. Oh, right next to the tent. Yeah, they're taking all the staff there. They're like, all the cleaning staff and all the people who took care of us. And then they get a round of applause. I'm like, you guys deserve a lot of applause. Ten weeks of cleaning up after Bakers. Matt then invites the three finalists up to come up holding hands, which is a nice like sign of you. Or what's that? What, what, am I, what am I looking for? Say it one more time. To come up holding hands, which is a nice sign of uniformity. No. Were you going to say unity? Unity. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a nice sign of unity. And no gets <laughs> to announce the winner. And he says, the winner of the Great British Bake Off and the person who kissed Mr. Spatula. <laughs> or he didn't say that. <laughs> However, is... Dot, dot, dot. Everyone looks nervous. They, they show shots of each baker. And then the judges. And he says, Giuseppe. And then, yeah, Giuseppe is our winner of this season of Bake Off. <clears throat> My original guess, I must say. You called it. Yeah. You called it. He has all the skills to do this. And if it wasn't for those meddling producers. <laughs> <laughs> but Mr. Spatula, you know? That's true. Right? They, should, they should have brought out Mr. Spatula in episode one. No, no, I don't think Noah liked that. He's like, this guy is clearly not making it to the final. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to let him kiss Mr. Spatula. You called it. It was well-deserved. Yeah. Giuseppe for the win. Right away, Chiggs and Christelle go to hug him. He's in tears. Giuseppe says, there are no words. I'm speechless for once. Paul tells him he's the first Italian to ever win Big Off. Paul also tells us, from the first time I walked into the tent, on the first signature... When I saw his mini rolls, I went, that looks like our winner. <laughs> so Paul caught it on the first challenge in the first episode, apparently. So that tells me that. <laughs> that he picked it out from the beginning? Kind of. Yeah. No? Yeah. Paul says, you can see the heart and soul going into his baking. He's done an incredible job. Prue says, he's such a classic, beautiful baker. He represents a long tradition of classical Italian baking. Storyline. <laughs> and done it brilliantly the whole way through. I'm going home to make lots more Italian cakes because they're really good. Chig says, I am over the moon that Giuseppe won because I know how hard he has worked throughout the whole competition. It's a euphoric moment. It's time to move on to the next chapter of my life. Bake off final. Tick. He kind of like makes a check mark off of his list. His imaginary list. Mm. Things to do. The Chiggs is going to conquer the world, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 He needs a year and a half and he'll just master anything that his, like, he wants to do. Oh, yeah. 
He's living his best life. Yeah, and Matt doesn't know what a year is or a year and a half is. Because <laughs> at one point, Matt was like, "How long have you been baking? You weren't baking at this time last year, right?" And yeah. Chicken's like, "No, I was baking at this point last year because I've been baking for a year and a half." And Matt was confused. That was a funny moment for earlier. Castell says, I am so happy for Giuseppe. He's incredible and deserves to win. His family is going to be so proud of him. And then Giuseppe uh, thanks his parents, saying that this is the best thank you. This is the best thank you that he note that he could have possibly have given them. <laughs> Everyone encourages Giuseppe to take a bow, which is kind of cool. He does, and he says, I'm really proud that I did this. It's unbelievable. Then we get a title card. Title card says, The Baking Show is dedicated to everyone from around the world, helping us to get through 2021, which is pretty cool. Yep. And then we get to see what the bakers are up to after leaving the bubble, which is always a fun segment, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, Freya and Lizzie took an epic road trip to visit all the bakers. I kind of want to show it with justice. They should just do a spinoff show with just Freya and Lizzie on the road. Oh, my gosh. If they did like a podcast traveling podcast <laughs> i would be all about that yeah they're they are two, like two of the most like loved bakers this season even better if it was a vlog <laughs> if they had vlogged the whole thing i would be all about that yeah we learned that they went punting with tom and kent i was like oh they, they went to visit tom first and i was like are they visiting the bakers and like the, the order that they <laughs> yeah. left the tent. I was like, that's kind of harsh. <laughs> but it just so happened they visited Tom first. They went swimming with Maggie, which looked very fun. They were like on the beach and stuff, hanging out. And they played something called Crazy Golf with Chiggs. And they said Chiggs won. <laughs> uh, they went sightseeing with Christelle, drinking with Rotika. <laughs> it says they were drinking with Rotika, which is funny. <clears throat> so they were getting turned with Rotika. They had ice cream with Jürgen, which is cool. I was like, oh, Jürgen gets to be in the final. What could have been if Jürgen was actually in the final? Who knows? But then Jürgen kind of wins the whole show by playing a trombone with his son. I was like, Jürgen is cool. cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Jürgen's a cool guy. He has a lot of talents. And he is very musically, like, musically, like, uh, inclined. Inclined, yeah. Like when he was singing during Big Off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We learned that they all had a reunion barbecue, but Giuseppe couldn't work it because he's now working in Milan. Pretty cool. So we learned that kind of Giuseppe moved to England, uh-huh. won Big Off. After he won Big Off, he moved yeah. back to Italy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, Giuseppe kind of like ran in there, won Big Off, and left. <laughs> You got, I saw some comments on that on Reddit. They were like, that's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, when Giuseppe told his parents he won, his dad was proud of him. And his mom said she wasn't surprised, which is a compliment. And then Giuseppe says him and his dad are planning to write a book together to ensure all of their recipes are passed on. That's super cool. So can you order that for me when it comes out? I can. Sounds good. I'll try to make stuff on the show. Or look through it and make one dish and then forget about it. And it's in my... Library. <laughs> okay. So that's the episode. Great season. Yep. Well deserved. Well deserved. Good up. Good finale. Although I must say that I still think that the semifinal was the best episode of the season. That was the most intense one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think. And they also did really well. All the makers during that episode. More so than right. this episode. We got all those handshakes. Yeah. 
But yeah, congrats to Giuseppe. Well deserved. Congrats to Giuseppe. Congrats to uh, Freya and Lizzie for going on their cool road trip. <laughs> Shall we get into our segment? Let's. All right, what was your funniest moment of the episode? I did not really have a funniest moment this episode. Okay. I felt like a lot of it was sort of thrown to the wayside because it was just the, like kind of like how we didn't have an intro. Yeah. Like I felt like a lot of the intentional funny stuff was just not in place for the episode. No, because they want to build up the stakes for the final. Yeah. But yours was Mr. Spatula? No, it was when uh, oh. <laughs> Noah was talking to Christelle. Yeah. And Noah's like, any kid that chooses carrot cake over chocolate cake, that's just bad. And Noah says that if he had a kid and his kid chose carrot cake over chocolate cake, you push him into a ditch. Oh. <laughs> and Christelle was like, no, stop. You can't say that about your kids. He was like, well, my kids aren't going to choose carrot cake over chocolate cake. So <laughs> I was like, dang, no. Very strong feelings about chocolate cake and carrot cake. I mean, he's not wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite make of the episode? I carrot cake. My favorite... Man, I think the the showstoppers were just really cool. I mean, don't you want to try Giuseppe? Yeah, <laughs> it was so good. I was gonna pick that Giuseppe showstopper, and I want to try that panna cotta that Paul couldn't stop eating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do like panna cotta too. Panna cotta, else... more like gotta have a. But anyway, pa- <laughs> panna cotta have it. Panna cotta, more like gotta have a. Yeah. It. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah. 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 I think definitely the showstoppers. Not not uh, Chris Dells, right? <laughs> I want to. You want to really, try that focaccia? I don't want to try it, but oh, yeah. I, I. So when she plated it, she had to have known that it was not cooked or baked, right? Yeah, that's true. Like, because when you looked at it, it literally looked like it was, it almost looked like, like a custard, like a flan or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was pretty weird. The way that it looked. That would be the biggest mystery of this episode and maybe of the season for Christelle. It's like she baked it in Giuseppe's oven (laughs) that was not on. It could have been. Are we armchair detectiving this? Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, that's the season. Um, it was a great season. It was. It was really good. Uh, we look forward to going over our Biggie Awards with you guys in our next episode. We have some things to consider, don't we? Yes. There's so many people that were like very well-dressed. I was like, who am I going to give my best dress award to this season? And I'm like, every year I can't give it to Noel. I just can't give it to Noel every year. <laughs> <laughs> don't we have to give it to a baker? Yeah. Otherwise, Prue would probably win. Prue and all. Yeah. yeah. And then there's stuff that I was like, wow. Most improved baker. I think I know who that is. But then we have some runner ups too, you know? True. Yeah. True. Baker that made it further than they should have. I have an idea. <laughs> I, I feel like we're going to be unanimous <clears throat> on quite a few of these. Oh, this season? Yeah. I think some of them were pretty clear. Maybe. But you guys are going to have to tune in to find out. But uh, thank you guys for listening to our coverage of all the episodes this season. 
and we will have one more for you and we look forward to all the discussion about who are we awarding these crazy awards to (laughs) (laughs) you have anything else to say before we sign off just thanks for listening this has been our most successful season it has been we thanks to you guys it's been our most successful season so we really appreciate it yeah we enjoy talking bake off with you and hope that you enjoy listening let's talk about bake off with each other (laughs) i I don't know (laughs) yeah that uh yeah stay tuned for our next episode our bakey awards it is gonna be a black tie affair are you gonna wear a tuxedo always roll out the red carpet yeah we could do that all right do you have a red carpet i have to get one i do have a tuxedo though okay let me go see if they have one at like michael's (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening bye (laughs) so did you know that it helps if your microphone's on oh yeah yeah um rule number one in recording